What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Michael Harris, joined as always with Lincoln Cook. And we are back after a little bit of a hiatus from recording and podcasting, but for good reasons. Uh, We can go over that a little bit later, but we are back with another episode to um, just make you guys happy and enjoy some disc golf talk. Get back into the swing of things, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we just got back from us AMs. Um, my family took a little bit of a vacation, so that is why we missed the last couple of weeks, but, um, we're back to our regularly scheduled, um, podcast episodes. So excited to be back. No, our, our regular listenership was very disappointed in us the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully we picked up a couple new followers from USAM. Shout out to our boys, uh, Ben and Bobby, yep. if they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make I'll make sure I DM the link so they can they can hear that shout out. But um yeah, there they're go. they're an absolute absolute pleasure to play with uh during that doubles battle. So um yeah, it, it was a good time. It was a good time down there for sure. Um we're not going to talk much about that weekend. We will do a full detailed recap um later down the the road kind of probably at end of the week or weekend type of thing um for you listeners that want to hear how that went but um so we'll just kind of jump in we're going to talk about uh disc golf news kind of the event that just went down the events that are upcoming we'll do our dealer's choice and then go over our newer discs in our bag because i think we have a few of those and finish it off with a two-minute drill sweet deal perfect okay so ddo went down this last weekend and um were you able to watch any of the coverage i am through rounds one and two so i still the final round know who won know kind of the storylines how it all finished out I will say before we get into all that, I'm a little disappointed that it was just a three round tournament. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, they made Jones Supreme last year and put all this work and money into it and didn't even use it for their top yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. I played it after Worlds last year and was excited to see it on coverage again this year. Yeah. But unfortunately, didn't. I, I don't know. I felt like it was a. Uh, for a tournament like that, we could have very easily done a four four round tournament, two and two, and yeah, just didn't. But yeah, it's it's tough um, because I think the reason they didn't is so many players were outspoken against Jones Supreme last year. For really, yeah, I I don't know why, I don't know what for. Um, my only thing would be you have two different courses and they kind of have a similar vibe, you know, like kind of park style, avoiding trees. I know one is on a golf course and one is in a park, but I think the pro tour has grown up to, if you have two courses, you need to have two kind of different, different styles, different, different style courses for sure. Um, like but like Northwood Black and Eureka Lakes, exactly. Like those are very different. Yeah, but I mean, I say that. And two weeks ago, we just had the Portland Open, 
with two courses on the same property. So right. I, I don't know why it was a three round. I don't know why they didn't use Jones, but um, it is what it is. It, I will say it was weird after last year's DDO, not Worlds, to see people play that course with the amount of wind that it didn't have. Like yeah. I'm, I'm watching all these players throw their their practice shots. They post them on um, Instagram and stuff, throwing putters and just like going straight at the island hole. I'm like, you guys used to when there was 30 mile per hour winds, they they had to do their most overstable sky like spike hyzers into the green to have any any type of chance. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah, no, I, I got to play it last year in August. And even August, which is like a less windier season, because their windy season obviously is spring. Yeah, maybe not obviously, but that's typically the more windy season. And it was crazy last spring, and then I played it in August, and it was still like a. We played four days in Kansas City, or three mm-hmm. days in Kansas City, and Emporia, and the least windy day was like fifteen mile an hour winds. <laughs> like, yeah, it was still windy even in i mean that's kind of what i'm used to in colorado so it wasn't that big of a deal for me but it was yeah like playing the course i was like yeah great i'm glad i got to play it with the wind because that's what they play with like obviously we didn't have a we didn't have a ton of wind 15 mile an hour isn't that bad but yeah it was still just like yeah good i gotta gotta play this course with the wind and i threw a star thunderbird and didn't make the island but i was safe Close. uh on I, I wasn't on uh in the water in the water yeah <laughs> so I, i'll have my disc but i did not make the island yeah for sure <laughs> if that so, tells you anything yeah no it was it was um it was fun to watch i mean i think as a player also when you get three opportunities to attack a course you can kind of adjust your game plan more and hopefully like improve and make those minor like when you only play two rounds it's you either are are on and hitting in a course or you're kind of left in the dust score wise um so three rounds yeah. at one course i i don't hate when it allows for the best players more so on the weekend to rise to the top sure and I think that's what kind of happened this weekend because the four players that were on lead card finished one, two, and tied for third. So there was no jumping around, uh, people chasing them down from second and third cards, um, even though there are some hot scores, but they kind of separated themselves which, over the weekend. Which that is the first time this season that that has been the case. Yes. It has not been Statmando fact checked, but we are calling it now that I think it it is probably the first time that the lead card all four players finished one two three four, so or at least the first time that we can think of this year. We'll yeah. say yeah. So it was cool, um, but the winner, Parker Welk. Um, your boy, yeah, he has been my my dark horse pick multiple times this year. So I'm. I, I think you've picked him three times. I know it's been at least twice. 
I know it's been at least twice. I can I can go back and look on our our player list to see when when else I have chosen him, but he has always done well for me in that dark horse pick, um, but not quite getting a result like this. And that final round, he was seven under through nine, and then had a slight slip up. Calvin had the lead by. I think two with five to play and did the most un-Calvin thing possible. And this kid just, this guy just absolutely went pedal to the floor and took over that tournament and just sucker punched Calvin right in the face on that last par five. Like talk about so taking, sick, though. taking advantage of your opportunity and seizing the moment your competitor who's two shots ahead of you hits an early key, early tree and kicks out of bounds. And what do you do? You just absolutely smash your forehand twice and Eagle a 900 foot hole to regain the lead against the clear front one runner world. Number one. Yeah. Very robotic clutch you know doesn't show emotion doesn't crack under pressure yeah and yeah. to take it from him really yeah like he he opened the door but you took took the opportunity and ran yeah. with it like that's and, just yeah and then, especially a young guy who's not highly you know well he's he's, 20, that. he's 26 27 but, yeah sure I've but, seen, they're, but they're like young guy about, on younger on tour not in his career not yes. super experienced on tour yeah 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 and and I mean, I think Calvin was stunned because he had a 25-foot putt to save a bogey on that hole. Oh, no, to save a par, I think, and he left it short. Like, he was absolutely – it was very un-Calvin-like, I will just say. Um, Yeah. Watching that hole and kind of the holes coming down the stretch. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm expecting to come back and – probably actually win this next weekend because of it but um he's he looked mortal i'll say that <laughs> so yeah. yeah no it's uh unusual for sure yeah uh, so. do you have the top 10 the top 10 um i don't um other people could it's all you, good. everyone's yeah. talked about it everyone knows who it is um if you're listening go look it up Parker Welk won. Calvin took second. Alden Harris and Matteo tied for third, I believe. So, which good for Alden. Yeah, and then it's hard to root against that guy, right? FPO. Yeah, he's got the greatest greatest last name in the game. So that he does. Yeah, does. Um, FPO. It went to a one hole playoff between Haley King and Holland Handley. Um. Kristen finished, I think, four strokes off the pace um, in fourth place. Um, but hole 16, again, proving to be a kind of make or break um, hole. I mean, Worlds last year with Aaron yeah. Gossage and Paul. And then not that this is quite on that, that same level, but it's an elite series and Haley parked it and Holland missed the green, so walks away with with the victory. So pretty exciting over yeah. there. Um, 
Yeah, just to touch on that real quick, what are your feelings as to 16 being, being. in that like closing stretch? Do you think that's a uh like awesome good thing? Like yeah, you know, makes it so you have to be on you know, on the top of your game going to the final stretch or do you think it's like that's kind of a little gimmicky and could ruin tournaments? Like where do you stand on that? Um, I think it's perfect where it is. I, I, I think with like being on hole sixteen, it's, it's. I mean, there's only two holes left, so it's not like if you do bogey it or whatever, it's hard to catch up. But it's it's always in your head looming. So you're always thinking about it. Yeah. I think I think it's a very attackable green. It has that that fence on the back of it to play extra safe. Um I think it's better than the USDGC hole 17 where you yeah. actually you actually can lose a tournament if you miss because you're reteeing. Yeah. If you place like if you miss it twice, that's a 7 and like you just yeah. gave it away. Whereas this one, it's like, if you miss, you go to the drop zone, you could make that putt. Some Several people did this week. Or it's a bogey kind of at worst. Um, so, like, you you can you can claw yourself back in. But um, I, like, I, I like island holes towards the end because you're just always thinking about it. You know, you play on this nice golf course, huge fairways, lots of space and areas to drive the disc into. And then all of a sudden you have to come up to a mid-range putter, fairway driver type distance, and you have to be very accurate and controlled um, with both some, accurate some pressures. Distance and direction. Yes. Yeah. With those end of tournament fatigue and nerves and everything else going on. So I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think uh Especially comparing it to USDGC, yeah, it's like, yeah, great that it's on 16. Also, it's like not as gimmicky, so I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that... Uh, I think that it could be placed at like 14 or 15 and be a little bit better. In yeah. terms of like wanting to see as things come down to the stretch that it's not uh i i don't want a tournament to be lost on that hole i don't know and it's not because of just that hole it's because of 17 and 18 yeah cuz 17 and 18 aren't the most score separating holes really i mean 18 a little bit yeah but like you saw Gannon just go hyzer hyzer around one and he was parked on 18 or yeah. 17, both of them. Yeah. 18. I, I think they are scoring separating enough when there are a little bit more conditions involved. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. Cause there weren't a ton of conditions this weekend. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. derail no, that, no, that's fine. That. Just, I mean, that's what we're, we're talking about. Thought this, is like this course. 
Yeah, yeah. And I just I just think 17's tee shot is a lot. I mean, you just look at Worlds last year. I don't know how windy it was, but it is an uphill, low ceiling shot. And when you saw it off, you then have to risk it and go over out of bounds the whole time. If Paul hits one of those first trees and just trickles into the out of bounds, like that's where he lost it. Or he does what he did, got it safe, and Aaron had the perfect drive, but then juiced his upshot when he shouldn't have. So it's like it, it's scoring separate. Like at least it's two par fours. If if it was sixteen and then yeah, a par agreed. three, or eighteen was a par three, I wouldn't like that. Um, which the FPO yeah. did a weird t-box and it was a 420 foot par four for them so like they teed off from like the landing zone where the mpo like drives to on 18 or 17 18 so like 18 is normally is that like a new little, yeah it's new this year so 18 oh, for mpo is like a little l they drive over the water land in that big zone and then kind of tunnel-ish shot to the green with water on the right. Yeah. Um, the FPO tee off like just behind, just a little bit longer of a landing zone through that straight tunnel. And they called it a part four. You know what? Actually, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. We played it because my buddies uh, um, threw OB off the tee on 18. Yeah. My two buddies that we played with and they threw from that spot. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Huh. So interesting. Both of them didn't go in the water, oddly enough. They just didn't uh, cross the path in the path. <laughs> yeah. So, OB, line. OB line. So, yeah. yeah. So, TDO, fun tournament. Cool to see. Uh, yeah. It's, Not necessarily unfamiliar like, names, but I like it names. more now because, yeah, for sure. I like it, it more now because I played it. And so it's kind of fun to. Go back like they're not gonna go back to worlds in Ogden, unfortunately. Like that's not like a pro tour stop. Yeah. Um, so I I don't get that opportunity because I played that course as well. But yeah, yeah. You know, playing these like bigger courses, it's fun to see. It's like watching D Glow this year is gonna be really fun for us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to watch that and watch these guys absolutely tear it up while I'm struggling yeah. to get inbounds off the tee. So Okay, yep. Des Moines Challenge <laughs> is coming up. Des Moines. Um, we made our picks off camera. Um, we'll just go over yours real quick. So you you picked. So everyone was on the board this week for us. Um, you went with Alden Harris, Ezra Aderhold, Gannon Burr, Corey Ellis, Emerson Keith, and your wild card was Jake Wolf. Um, Jake Wolf. Yeah. Highlight machine. Do you need anything to say or not really? You, you, that's just what you did. Uh, no, I just kind of went through players. Like in order of those players was just kind of the players that I felt like I wanted to root for. So. Yeah. Yeah. No nice. real major reasons or anything. Yeah. Um. So I went with Ricky Wysocki, Chris Dickerson, Andrew Marweed, Matty Yo, Isaac Robinson, and my wild card was Evan Smith. Um. I like I'm the uh, Andrew Marweed pick. I think that's a good one. Yeah. I, I don't think this course requires the most distance, 
So having the second or first best putter on tour um, won't hurt. Um, I picked Chris because this is his first tournament back from kind of the West Coast swing. So he had some time off. See how he fares. Yeah, yeah see how he fares. I'm excited. And then Evan Smith has been scorching hot, took down the Zootown Open a couple, two weekends ago. So, um, And Missoula, and, right? Yes. And then he also did really well in Washington. So hoping he can mm-hmm. continue his, his hot play. Um, yeah. Over to FPO, uh, you got to pick first. You went Kristen Tatar. I think it's a great pick. No one can fault you for that. Caroline Henderson and Emily Beach. Uh, anything you want to add? Oh, with the went with the best player. Went with the the new name player, and then went with mm-hmm. the lefty. So nice. Can't go wrong. Figured that was a good balance. Yeah. Um, I picked Cat Merch, Macy Valadez, and Deanne Carey. Um, Deanne being a Lone Star teammate and also having a really good week um, last week in DDO. Uh, hoping she keeps p- picks up that good form. So excited to see this tournament. Um, kind of surprising none of us took either Robert Burge or Simon Lazat, but picks are weird, you know? Yeah. Thought about it, but Went with Emerson instead of Burridge. Yeah. And went with Alden Harris because I I don't know why. I just wanted yeah. to go for Alden Harris. I'll, I mean, he, he, I feel like he's been trending upward for sure. So yes. I don't think yeah, that's sure. that, that's not a bad a bad pick. Um, yeah. All right. Anything only, else? The only thing I have to say about the one challenge is I hope that the, the audience, the, the spectators, the fans – I hope they live up to what has been kind of built as why this tournament is, is on the pro has tour. been awesome in the past. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they sure. they're the rowdy, fun fans that you know make the like Simon said last year that this was the most fun tournament he had won because like just the energy fans. from the crowd was awesome. So yeah, I hope that they live up to that. Yeah, I mean, I also think a four hole playoff and kind of siphoning every fan on the course to the that gallery helps um but for sure Fair, like, but yeah but like even in like the first round like they're still rowdy like, exactly exactly yeah so it'll be fun. fun cool all right so we are going to transition into our dealer's choice and you're gonna take it off yes, sir kick it off this week and uh what do you got for us yeah so uh spoiler our in the bag section is talking about both of our transitions to Lone Star since I just played USAM. This little preamble backstory. Yeah. I just played USAM's playing my full bag prior to Lone Star. Mm-hmm. So now that USAM's is over, I'm trying to transition to my Lone Star bag, which we will talk about in our in the bag section, some of the discs that we're really liking. Mm-hmm. Um but my dealer's choice is what are the clear and obvious holes from what you've seen in Lone Star's lineup so far? Okay. Um, and we, we can break this down into uh, ranges if you want to as well. Yeah. Um, the first one that 
comes to mind that I didn't even know was like a thing that was missing in my game. Um, cause I just haven't thrown the disc that disc that much, but, um, was a kind of understable straight putter. Yes. Um, that's the number one. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, picked up a crystal fierce and i have been mm. absolutely jamming on that thing recently and it is so fun to throw and it's hard it's because so like pretty too. it's they, so it's like yeah I, I hope you don't lose that disc because it's so clear and I know. perfect i know I, so I probably sick. will you got for five bucks was, right five bucks ten bucks i think it was ten yeah the misprint just yeah. craft but Still, um, so it, i mean it flies similar to the inner core it flies similar to i have a a d1 benny and it's similar to that but it just doesn't quite have the like torque resistance that a premium plastic understable disc has it's like the inner core the is benny probably the, doesn't the benny doesn't yeah so like the inner core is probably the closest one to it but this disc is you throw it on a little bit of hyzer as hard as you can and almost as high as you want to and it'll just flip up slowly it can turn but instead of when it slows down finishing and kind of dumping to the right for us it just stays straight like it just glides and falls straight forward and they don't quite have one of those but it's it's a hard one to pick pick up and choose yeah. so all all of their putters are like O2 or O3. Yeah. So just based on looking at the straight lineup, they don't have anything that's like a negative, uh, anything with any turn, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, which you don't. So that's um, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, the other, like the next step they're coming out with it is a zone mold. Yeah. Because the harpoon as decent of a disc as it is like it's not i would never bag this if i weren't lone star no offense lone star um mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's a good disc for sure like yeah. having the premium plastic be a little bit straighter having the baseline be stupid overstable like it, it's a good mold for sure but it's mm -hmm. it just is not a zone yeah i think if to, in, to me in my hand it kind of feels like my tactic when I had one. Really? It's yeah. It's super I shallow though. I know. Tactic is shallow too. No, tactic's deep. Really? I yeah. The one tactics, that I have tactics deeper than his own. The one that I have is is not deep. I have a I had a soft and then an exo hard and the exo soft was like slightly puddle top and it was it felt shallow on the edge. So Interesting. No, it's um like based on the, the disc dimensions. Yeah. It is definitely deeper than oh. the zone. Um but what was this? What was it? Where was it going with that? Dang it. Yeah. Anyways, it's, it's just okay. a, a more shallow feel. They're coming out with the Artem, which will kind of be that zone um more yeah. type disc. My my biggest issue with the harpoon right now, especially in this baseline plastic one. Is that when I do throw it harder, it doesn't get the 
distance that I want it to. Because when it decides that it's done, it goes like on its edge and yeah. gets down. Yeah, it's not Whereas like a gliding with the premium stable. plastic one. Exactly. Whereas yeah. with the premium one, it's actually going to get more turn mm-hmm. and doesn't get the reliable over stability to it. I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's not that it's a bad disc because I've I've actually enjoyed throwing it and it's been kind of fun. Yeah. I've thrown a few good shots with it, uh, but it's just not in my mind what I was ex- what I was wanting it to be. Sure. So we'll see if the Artemis fills that spot. Yeah. So that's the second spot. Understable putter, zone mold. Yeah. What else do you think? Um, it's hard because I feel like the Lariat should be it, but I, like for me and just like a tick more understable. Um, Dose X or Lariat, similar to like an Escape. I feel like the Lariat is very close to it, but it's not quite understable enough. But I haven't tried it in all the plastics. Um, I just didn't get the greatest of hand feel with it. It just was super shallow and yeah. Um, so that, it's that's also like where not glidey. Agreed. And that's where I think my next hole, if you will, in their lineup is just their shallow fairway drivers. Yeah. The Brazos, the Lariat, and the, and the Mad Cat, and the Frio yeah. are all not glidey, shallow fairways. Yeah. But then the Guadalupe and the Mockingbird oh, is also shallow yeah. and doesn't get glide. But the Guadalupe and the Mockingbird are like super deep. Have more, yeah, like almost too much. <laughs> not too deep, but like, yeah, like it's it's not what I am like looking for initially. I like yeah. the way that they fly, and I bag yeah. uh, multiple of them or yeah. you know, several multiple of these shallow and deep feeling discs. But it's just kind of. I haven't found the disc where I'm like, this is never going to leave my bag. This is yeah. you know, exactly what I want, blah, blah, blah. I am making it work and I'm enjoying all of them, but it's yeah. like, it's either a little bit too shallow and therefore not enough glide or like a little bit too deep and a little uncomfortable. But then all of a sudden gets like not too much glide, but like I've thrown the mockingbird further than I've thrown any other disc. Uh, my the distance drivers yeah and i'm like okay well as cool as that is i also don't want it to always <laughs> go that far because i want to be able to throw okay this is my seven speed it goes this far great yeah. rather than okay this has a 400 foot distance potential or a 320 foot distance potential it's like yeah just a yeah. little bit of that and incons- granted obviously this is user user yeah. issues with it too but yeah um for sure yeah no i love i love the mockingbird i think we're kind of blending this into the blending in, into what's in our bag but um the mockingbird is a great disc and it's more stable than it than the numbers kind of indicate in certain plastics i think yeah. mm-hmm. so i i agree but also it's a uh... 
like it's one of those just you can you can rip on pretty good yeah and based on the angle that you give it it's gonna fly well like it's not angle sensitive but it's true to the angle you throw it on if that makes yeah sense yeah it does for sure yeah yeah um anything in the distance drivers that you think there there are any i holes in their lineup i think they're missing like to me the curl and the nimitz have that kind of shallower feel to them but the Mm -hmm. yeah i think they're just missing a 11 12 speed that is a little bit more like more to hold in your hand with being a tick more understable so the like a destroyer copy where it's like negative one three or an enigma where it's negative one two um like yeah just a, a softer less overstable warbird is what they're miss
Um, but every hole that I did birdie was with a different disc, nice. which was kind of a fun thing to to have happen. Like mm-hmm. I threw a, a really bad copperhead shot and had to make a far save from throwing it out of bounds. But then I had another copperhead that was absolutely parked. I, so the copperhead's been like, that's the first disc that I'm like, I really like this. Very fun yeah. to throw. Yeah. Um, I parked a harpoon shot, so that was cool. Nice harpoon uh, touch forehand overstable one parked. Um, so, like I said earlier, like the harpoon, even though it is that shallow, and I got, I, I'm still just trying to figure it out. When I threw it for this specific shot that I needed it to to go 220 feet and fade out super hard, yeah. it did exactly that. So yeah, so it was nice. Um, a disc that I didn't throw yesterday, but I really enjoyed is the Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have a hole where I needed to throw it. Unfortunately, it's a seven, how, six, negative two, two. How does that one compare to your Maverick of old? Uh, it has more glide than the Maverick. Okay. Which it is kind of shocking because they, they go, the Maverick goes far too. So yeah, no, the Maverick does go far for sure. Uh, it's to the point where like I'm almost kind of not wanting to have my Larius in the bag because of how far the Mockingbird and the Guadalupe go. Yeah, but I'm again I'm still just kind of newer to, into it, so I'm messing around with it. Yeah, but the Guadalupe is probably a more natural turn to the disc, whereas like my Mavericks. That was that was like beat up and seasoned. That one got the flip in the turn, whereas mm-hmm. this brand new Start gets off. more natural turn yeah. and fade. But okay. it's a really fun disc to throw. You can hyzer flip it and turn it. You can throw it flat and it'll get more turn and fade out. You can throw it on big annies and it's gonna just kind of pan and mm-hmm. never like turn over, but it'll just like hold and pan out. Yeah. So you can get some pretty good distance with it. It's mm-hmm. a other than the hand feel being a little odd, just based on like a disc that I've held in the past, like I can't compare it to anything. Yeah, it flies really nice, which is fun. Cool. I'm just I'm oh. thinking of a disc like that. The Mockingbird is currently taking up my like the SPZ slot in my bag, where it's like controllable, understable. But I'm thinking if I want to go a tick more understable, um. To just add a different shot, add more directions in my shot, and I could throw it a little bit more angle or trust it to kind of fully turn. Whereas the Mockingbird is kind of just like instead of forcing it straight, yeah, yeah. So yeah, for sure. I didn't throw the Mockingbird yesterday because I lost it in somebody's yard, <laughs> but I I did get it back today. So thank you to the lady. She like almost, she shooed me away at first because she yeah. thought I was a door to door salesman. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> And that's why I brought Paisley with me. I brought my daughter with me. Yeah. I was like, hey, like, uh, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies. I, I don't want to be, yeah, it's like, hey, just answer the door for my cute daughter or whatever. Yeah. So I got the back today. Um, I threw the Brazos a number of times yesterday. And then the other day when I played with Micah and only four hands for that currently. Yeah. Um, although I've thrown a couple backhands with it, it is nice for the forehands, very straight, just a little fade. Similar I think it's to my like, FD1. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, 
I like I'm the the Brazos is growing on me. Um it definitely doesn't like It's the just, hand it's so shallow. the the hand feel is hard, but I do like the overstable predictability of it. It it kind of just reminds me of a a faster mid-range, which like I don't throw Yeah. that many mid-ranges anyways, but it's like I can flex this, I can spike hyzer it, I can throw it however I want, and I know it's not going to go too far. Like, it's a really So good that's actually, distance control. yeah, so that's kind of what I was experiencing with it at first was just knowing that it was just going to kind of just go 300 feet and fade Yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but I've slowed my forehand a little bit and focused on my like pull through and Yeah. finish angle. And so I've been getting a little bit less wobble and a little more smooth shots out of it. And I'm overthrowing fairways with the Brazos and the Mad Cat. Nice. So like I was using the Brazos for the FD1 and the Mad Cat for like the FD3 type of throws Yeah, yeah. for me. And the Mad Cat, I've just been throwing way too far. Like it has way more glide than the FD3. So it's Yeah. just, it's going a Yeah. good ways. And the Brazos is now flying what my FD3 was flying. So, like, I'm having to kind of recalibrate a little bit. And I've over, Mm -hmm. like, yesterday, I birdied a hole with the Brazos and I birdied a hole with the Mad Cat. But I also did not birdie a hole with the Mad Cat because I just overthrew the fairway and was Yeah. not, I, I went out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, but no, they've been good. Um, and then I am learning the curl. When I hit it right, I'm enjoying it, but I'm I'm still I'm not confident with it yet. Even though I did hit the cage from 350, or not the cage, the band from 350 feet out on hole four at Expo. If anybody Yeah. knows that hole, Yeah. just I threw it on a hyzer and it just literally crashed in. It's a little bit of a headwind and it just bang, clanged the the band. And stopped, but I was just like, That would have been cool. dude. Was thankfully it the blue? I didn't join the ace pot. Yeah. So Was it the blue one that I gave you? it was my, Or a uh, different the blue one? alpha one. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. That'd be fun. This one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, That it one was, looks cool. it was nice. So I'm, I'm learning that. And then the warbird is just very overstable. Yeah. So Yeah. still, still learning out the distance drivers a little bit, but, For sure. um, But like for playing my first little uh, tags match with it and doing better than I expected to, I was happy with it. And I like the biggest reason I didn't do well was because of my putting. It wasn't my throwing. So Yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, all right. So the discs that I have been enjoying a lot are uh the I have a Yeet, which is basically the Warbird. It is very predictable. It's straight. It's a good It's overstable stable. distance driver. Yeah. But like for me down here, like I'm definitely not getting full flights out of it, but I it's it is my distance driver overstable disc. So like I can Yeah. throw it on any angle I want, any headwind, and I know exactly what it's gonna do. And everyone needs one of those discs. They Calvin Halo Destroyer, a arrive, a 
you name it type whatever it is but everyone has one so i'm i'm glad about that the the one, sorry to interject the one time i did throw it yesterday was hole 13 over the water mm-hmm. and yeah, I threw forehand it into a headwind forehand and just threw it flat no hyzer and it turned just a touch with the headwind yeah. but then it just faded out and it skipped pretty hard and then uh, I put it into the water. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. I, uh, the, the, uh, there's a kid on my card, and he was like, "Hey, are you gonna?" He's like, "Are you gonna run that?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll give it a soft little bit." And uh, so I gave it a little more height than I normally do because I was tr- kind of doing a little bit of a lot. Floaty, putt, yeah. And just pulled it left, and just it went right past the chains, and just bounced and went into the water and i was yeah. like all right well i shouldn't have ran that putt it was from like 40 but still yeah <laughs> and that's a tap in four so not the worst it was a tap thing, in four and oh well yeah oh well um and then the mockingbird i threw it a ton in michigan it was a fun disc a ton. um it's it has definitely i still like the feel of my explorers more and a new explorer will have more stability, but like my seasoned explorer, it like I feel like I can maneuver and get a bunch of different flights out of that disc um, when I need it to, which is which is what I like. Yeah. I, I I like to try adjust the disc to give me different flights, um, especially with like conditions. Obviously, like I still want an understable, a straight, and an overstable. But if I can do little changes when it's a headwind, or if I need it to actually turn over, um, it's just a very workable disc that I that I like. Um, yeah, I would say it's maybe not as comparable to an explorer because explorers are more like straight to fade. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's almost like an FD. It is. It's probably a tick. Not hand feel at all, but flight wise. It's probably a little bit more understable, especially the new like Italian blend, C blend ones. But yeah, it's probably more similar to like the S ones. Yeah, or S line. Yeah, it's it's close for sure. Um, But I'm liking it. Um, And then throwing the harpoon, I like it. It's. It's in there, but the Copperhead is my go-to. Um, it has completely, like, um, what's that word? Not recovered and not kicked out, replaced. It has completely, like, replaced my Caltrop, no problem. I, um, I couldn't figure where I know, I don't, don't worry it. about it. That's how my head just is, is spinning gears over here. Yeah. So... So with the the copperhead and the fierce, you think you've got all your putter shots covered right there? Yeah, yeah. No caltrop, no envy, no proxy needed. No, no, because I I don't really full throw putters that often. Um, I might with the fierce now because it's a different shot than what I've kind of ever had. Um, right. But the copperhead is. Anything from 
80 feet to 180 feet. I can anti-flex. I can just like straight spike Kaiser. I can, it's just super, I think that's what the Dillo thinks it is, but it's not. Um, the, <laughs> that's so true. People, the, yeah. people want the Dillo to be like how this thing flies. Yes. Um, but that the copperhead, you can actually throw it and get some distance. So it's, 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 Plus a work- it just feels better in my hand to me. Yeah. It's just a more workable straight Dillo, a Berg esque, but probably has a little bit more glide or distance to it. Um, what are those other like stable-ish straight discs? I don't even know what they are. To but. me, it kind of seems like a P3X. Probably. Not to be confused with the Prodigy PX3. Um, yeah, the old, but the, like the P3X, yeah, it, those were super straight and would fade. Yeah. And they were flat-topped. My These uh, copperheads that I have are, are puddle-topped, which is kind of what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that because of that, for me feels a lot better to forehand as well. So I feel like yeah. it's just, it's a lot more versatile than any other putter. Like this is the one disc where it's like, if I weren't Lone Star anymore, I would probably still back this disc mm-hmm. uh, over everything else. Yeah. Not that there aren't other discs that I would bag, but this is the one that I would be like, okay, if I only get to pick one disc to, to take from my Lone Star bag, this yeah. is the one I'm picking. Because it's it is just so versatile forehand backhand yeah you can throw it on Annie and it's gonna fly nicely you can throw it on hyzers and it's gonna like mm-hmm. I parked a whole uh what's the super short one um ten Going I back, yeah. ace run yeah ace run uphill hundred and ninety feet or something like that yeah ace run this just on a on a big hyzer and yeah yeah like my whole card thought it was in it was it was just a confident confident disc yeah Yeah. and it's sweet yeah and that's how i it it just reminds me a lot of a disc that i have used for five years and had a lot of confidence in so i'm glad that i have i was able to find something to fill that kind of gap and use in my repertoire of shots so yeah yeah. would you say it gets more distance in the caltrop for you yes hmm Yes. It's wider rimmed. In my mind, I would think and, so, but I'm and just faster. It yeah, it's it's wider rimmed and faster. So like I can throw the cow chop far, but I feel like I when I have to like I feel like I have to overthrow it to get distance. That one I feel yes, yeah. I feel like that one, the copperhead, I can give it a nice 80% throw and it will get the distance for me instead of having to full power. So I can get 90, distance. 95, yeah. I can get distance and accuracy with it. Um, for sure. So. Plus they, good. they look, they look pretty. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, I know when I, when I first got, cause I got two alpha copperheads. Yeah. And I picked it up. I was like, this is going to most likely replace your, I think I even said that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is going to so. most likely replace, replace your Caltrop, yeah. and I'm I'm happy to hear that it that it yeah. for the most part has. This has been like my pig and my uh like Lux Link replacement. Yeah. yeah, 
for yeah, sure. It's been good. Yeah. And then I got to play a for fun round with a Lone Star teammate while I was up in Northern California. And oh, what? my, yeah, it was fun. Just met him at the course, seven in the morning, got out there. So yeah, it was really fun. I don't know that. Let's see. Yeah. That's where I lost my BB6. Oh, I guess so. BB6, Ah. I I like that disc for an understable mid range. Um, I don't know if there's anything else like it, but it's a small rim, shallow, and gets consistent turn, but it's not like dumping ever. So it's a good, you could probably throw it at like your putter distances, which is nice. Um, Yeah, but. you can power down on it, throw putter distance. Yeah, and still get like it's understable enough that it's gonna turn for you. So that's a really fun one. And then, but Would you when how would you compare it to the origin? I would say the hand feel is exactly what it is. And to me, I mean it's it's more understable. So it's like a, a beat in Yeah. baseline origin um right off the shelf. So if you That's what if I you that's what I expected, but yeah. Yes, that's I mean that's exactly kind of how it feels like. Um even shallower. So I I like that. It feels really similar to the harpoon. So like the hand feel of going from shallow overstable, shallow straight, and then shallow small diameter, like understable, feels really comfortable in the hand. Um Oh, so I like that. interesting. but we're playing Yeah, I've and I have the lone wolf, which oh sorry. the last six holes I had four birdies and I made some nice putts with my cash putters. So I'm liking the cash putters. Yeah. Hole There eight, you hole go. 18, I dropped a is a raised basket and is like probably 28 feet maybe and I just threw it up there and midair I was like that's cash and all chains. So Sick. Did you Yeah. get a little free throw? No, I did not. I'll do that from now on. Thanks, Gannon. <laughs> But uh, two people on my card yesterday did it. said said it or tried to do it. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny. it's a it's an ultimate swagger move. Uh, it is. It was pretty baller when he did it, and it was for. It was Bird from like is. circle two, wasn't it? Yeah, it was deep. Yeah, for bird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say real quick that my lone wolf that I have is a 5-5, five, five, negative 3-1. Uh, didn't throw it at all yesterday, but when I played it prickly, I threw it a couple times. It's a fun disc to throw, man. Yeah. Like, this for me at elevation is, pro is what I think the BB6 is for you at low elevation. Probably. Yeah. But on uh, whole six at Prickly Pines, it's the big... right to left like you Yes. have to go It's it's probably after only the after out the long 200 par feet 4. uh no it's after the downhill par three and then it goes out and way to the left like cut super hard you go like out 200 feet but then you have to go like left 200 feet Oh, yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay, so I remember. normally i go like a like a super overstable forehand and try to skip something way Yeah. to the left. And it's hard to get all the way over there. Uh, exactly. But Yeah. I threw the lone wolf high and Mm-hmm. pretty flat. 
and it turned the whole way. Yeah. It was so sick. I put it to like 40 feet and uh, made the putt actually, which is sick. Nice. But yeah, this is a, a disc that I don't have a ton of utilization for, but when you need that shot, it's nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like normally I would go forehand, but it makes me think, you know, maybe I could have more accuracy going with the backhand or, you know, yeah. If well, I want to make sure I get the angle without having to, uh, yeah. you know, be concerned of flipping it over or something like that with the yeah. forehand. That's it. like when the shot, like when the fairway allows for it, and if it's far enough to a left or a right, the turnover will get, will always get more carry and distance, like across. Yes. Whereas instead of having to try force something down over stable, all that disc wants to do is get to the ground, but getting a floaty right. disc that's understable that'll stay understable is really hard to get, but you'll get that consistent turn out of it. But it's yeah. nice. People get it with like a baseline beat up disc, mm-hmm. which yes, it is sick to have like the like I had an Origin that was baseline that I could do that with, but yeah. at the same time, it's like. One straight oh, off the shelf straight off that the does shelf. it. I've thrown perfect. this five times and it's been awesome. Yeah. So that's that shot is probably what I would use my fierce for right now. Sure. Because that thing, it just glides. It goes so far. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I could throw my inner core for some of those, but also like sometimes I don't want to have to try to force the putter to get all the way there. Yeah, that's but that's a, yeah. it's it's more just like fun to throw. It's kind of a trick shot disc right now, yeah. but it's and fun. that's where like the fierce is just still more understable than the inner core. The inner core will self correct itself, like it's really good. Kind of straighter, yeah. Whereas the yeah. fierce is very like after watching the guy that you played with round two, he was throwing his yellow fierce at every single green and was just like lasering them. And I was like. What disc was that? Uh, I don't remember his name. He was the Asian guy that we played with on round, round two. I'm pretty sure it was round two. Might have been round three. I think it was. Oh, Matt. The, the more quiet, the more quiet guy. Yeah, was it Matt? Was his name Matt? I feel like it was. I Matt. can't remember. I'll have to look yeah. it up. Yeah, but but he was he was a lot more quiet. Yeah, he he, yeah. all he was throwing was a, he like he had a Buzz SS and a yellow Crystal Fierce and was just lacing the shot the disc at at baskets just like dead straight i was like that is amazing amazing so <laughs> found one got it and i'm like okay now i know what i've been missing out on and the one that you got is so cool looking yeah i'll show the like the I'm, I'm a little i'm a little jealous week, but yeah i uh, post post on your ig oh yeah yeah i can do that well i have to post lone star i can't do that Yeah, I I can I can do both. I can do both. Post I'll it on put, your personal IG. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, not this, <laughs> not the left hand backhand. So yeah, cool. let's go. Um, anything you're working on this week? Get out uh, there. I, I'm working on figuring out some more of the bag, specifically distance drivers. Yeah. Uh, I am gonna be working on putting because I am feeling like I want something a little more stable inside the circle. Mm-hmm. And so a putter change is potentially on the horizon. So I'm going to tease nice. that. Cool. And uh, I have a 
Prickly Pines tournament next Saturday, the week from Saturday. I have a Perfect. 4th of July tournament at Prickly That'll be Pines, fun. which is my yeah. favorite course. Nice. Uh, first time to uh, actually play a tournament at this course, whereas I have uh, I've signed up for three different tournaments at this course, and they've all <laughs> it's always been moved. canceled. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to finally get to play this course in a tournament, which I consider to be my home course. So yeah, awesome. That'd be cool. Sweet. Yeah. What about you? What are you working on this week? I'm working on taking the week off. Um, my oh, finger boy. is still like acting up. Remember I was saying it was hurting, throwing discs and stuff. It was bothering oh, me. No, I don't remember that. Sorry. Yeah. It was, it was bothering me for hands and is that AMS. Yeah. Yeah, just like uh-huh. it's hard to grip my middle finger. So it's a lot of like when I do forehand, that's the last finger kind of yeah. pushing on it. It's pushing kind of sideways. So I'm taking the week off and just ready to uh, relax and get back after it next week. So hopefully I'll feel better then. So Yeah, yeah. sometimes no, you good. need a break. Sometimes I, you need a break. I, I took a break after USAM's. Yeah didn't play until uh so i played yesterday and then i played uh it's either saturday or sunday i can't remember i played one of those two days and yesterday and that's the first two times i've played since usams so i took about a week and a half off which was nice nice so yeah i'm taking my break now but uh excited to get back out there and learn our new bags for sure let's go so all right okay well Hit us up if you have any questions. If there's any uh, dealer's choice topics that you want to hear about. Yeah. Uh, tag us on Instagram. Comment on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Or uh, personal message us. Let us know if there's anything that you our, want to hear us talk about. Yeah. Our Instagram is left hand underscore backhand. So check it out there. Um, YouTube is same thing at and then there's no underscore at left hand backhand. It's kind of hard to find. I don't know why, but eh, we'll someone, tag can, it. someone can do it. So, all we'll right. Tag it. Or hit that'll, us up on our personals. Yeah, that'll do it for the week. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Lefties out.